Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at one story or narrative-focused game and give our thoughts about it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And the verbosity that you come in, is that a word, verbosity? <laughs> it is It is a word. It oh, is a word. I was just yeah. thinking I hit that one hard this you time did. coming in. You did. I'm rocking onto it. So go ahead you and know, continue. <laughs> You know why I was so excited is because this time we're going back to the well, Duncan. What? Well. What? Well. Life is strange. Are we going well. back to principal, principal wells? <laughs> it is. We are going back to the Black <laughs> Well farewell. Academy well. The farewell <laughs> episode about the, how. This was how full of wells. <laughs> about how Chloe has to say goodbye to Principal Wells. <laughs> Is that the plot for this one? I'm pretty sure, yeah. It's all about when Chloe gets expelled and she has to say goodbye to Principal Wells. <laughs> it's very emotional, honestly. So, oof, it hurts. Because you know they have such a strong bond that's really developed over the course of the series. Hi, welcome to my Life is Strange fan fiction. It's about respecting authority. <laughs> woo, woo, I'm fanning myself off. Woo, I've been swooned. Uh, Continue. So this time, this time we played the bonus farewell episode to Life is Strange Before the Storm. Um, that was the prequel developed by Deck Nine Studios. Um, this came out actually, I think March fifth, twenty eighteen. I'm looking at it right here. It wasn't a standalone thing. It was um, like a nine dollar bonus for the um, like special edition of Life is Strange Before the Storm. We didn't play it at the time because. A, I'm not sure if it was out when we recorded the last episode, and B, it just didn't seem narratively important, and it just didn't seem like something we wanted to do. We had moved on to other things by that point, yeah. moved on to other other properties. Um, but you know, we we had a couple of people you know ask whether or not we were going to cover it, and also we needed something a little bit shorter this time because uh, t- we're come on, don't, on a don't, slightly don't, longer close game. that kimono, close that kimono. No, 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 listen, no, no, listen, no. Listen. I think it's fair. Like it's a fair. like a like a. X coming from the shadows, it came to us and said, I don't want to say play me because that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) It said, revisit the world of life is strange. And I said, okay, all right. And I snuck on in there. All right. Your kimono is closed. Keep that thing closed, Alex. Thank you. My bad. My bad. My bad. Um, So... This one we're going to we're still going to step through it um, piece by piece like we have with the other Life is Strange episodes. It is a little bit shorter. It is a little bit you know it's it's a bonus episode. It's, so it's a little hour. bit shallower. Um, yeah, about an hour long. Um, I think one of the main draws that um, at least the main draw that I saw advertised from Deck Nine was that this bonus episode did have um, Hannah Tell and Ashley Birch back to reprise their roles as Chloe and Max, which. Um, if you recall, Hannah Tell was not in this one because she wasn't in Before the Storm at all. Uh, Max's character wasn't, but Ashley Birch was not in as Chloe in Before the Storm because of the um, voice actor strike that was going on at the time. There was a whole lot of controversy about that. I think we talked about it. I'm pretty sure we at least touched on it in our Before the Storm We episodes. mentioned it, but I don't think we left. We made any comments on it, and I'm not prepared to make any comments on it because I don't know anything about it, to be honest. That's that's fair. Um, it is now over. It's slightly better for voice actors. That's exclusively a good thing. Um, yes. So, without further ado, <gasps> let's get into farewell. Let's... That one I didn't. I didn't like that. <laughs> without further ado, 
let me tell you the tale of how Chloe and Max, how Max had to say farewell to Chloe. Sit around, cross cross, boy girl, boy girl. That's an interesting thing, isn't it? Boy <laughs> okay. girl, boy girl. Yeah, I'm not okay. So where'd that one come from, Doug? <laughs> I came from school. I've, I often had to like, you know, like line up boy girl, boy girl, or something like that, because all the boys would chum with I each other. Feel like yeah, that's all true. The they just didn't want the same thing. Yeah, boys would get too rowdy if they were all together, and girls would maybe also get too rowdy. I don't fucking remember. It was a long time yeah. ago, but Anyways. I do remember having to line up boy, girl, boy, girl. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So, now that you're all boy, girl, boy, girled up and crisscross legs, <laughs> I can now tell you the story. Um, So, we open up on a much, much younger, more innocent Chloe and Max, pre-supernatural powers, pre-Rachel, mm-hmm. pre-everything, pre-trauma. These are kids you know they are they're 13 i believe okay young like they're 13 13 ish um they're tall 13 year olds though they are tall 13 year olds they are very tall if they were too short they would be unrecognizable you know (laughs) sure um (laughs) that's how that works sure sure yeah you'd open the game up and be like who are these two who are these two charming people they call each other chloe and maxwell oh weird uh, so we open up in the scene of them in Chloe's room and they are tasked by Chloe's mother to dig through some of her old stuff to get rid of anything that, uh, she just doesn't really need or use anymore. So uh, she's made a small pile, but she's test you, you play as Max in this one, just so you know, uh, so mm-hmm. you're kind of in her headspace and like looking at stuff and thinking like her, but you're tasked to look through all of uh, Chloe's stuff in her room and trash anything if you want to. So as you kind of approach different objects uh, and say, hey, we should trash this, uh, Chloe uh, kind of shows her very, very sentimental side and is like, no, you can't throw that away. It's everything to me. Or like, you know, it's the thing that we did. Um, Usually it's involving you, uh, Mm -hmm. Max. And so we get a lot of just like, small bits of connections to get us into the story and uh then eventually we uh max and chloe find a textbook an old oh no it's an old school sketchbook of uh some of their pirate drawings or their pirate phases and uh they also find a uh an audio recording of them pretending to be pirates and they discover a hidden treasure map it then becomes Ooh. the goal of uh, theirs to find the treasure that they once buried. But the twist that I forgot to tell you guys, <laughs> and I'm going to make it sound like I didn't forget, is that this is the day that Max has to tell Chloe that she is uh, going to be leaving for Seattle. Her family is moving, and uh, it will mean that their friendship will be changing uh so yeah, there is because that is, her family is leaving in like three, three days. days yeah three which days. like uh, and i'll touch on this a little bit later that's not a lot of time left uh-uh that's not a lot of time left to tell your best friend you're moving to a different state yeah i can't imagine just the throwing that space you have to be in to just be like okay i've got three days left i've no i've got <laughs> i've got one week left I don't think it's time yet. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't want to stir anything up. I'll wait until the last possible minute. You know what? That should be that should make her feel really good. (laughs) You know? (laughs) 
Um, Leave it on a post-it note on a door on my way out. Like, oh, sorry, not coming back. So what did you think about this, like, third visit, revisit to a different timeline to Chloe's room? How did you feel about it? Um, It was fine. I... I think there's some pretty good snarky dialogue between the two of them because every time you try to throw anything out, you know, like I said, Chloe won't let you. Uh, I think some of the banter I buy between friends, like you try to throw out just the most bootleg-ass sorry game that possibly exists. Yeah. And she talks about how she, like, beat your ass and that's the reason you want to throw it out. Uh, and then you agree to, you know, play sorry later. And then Max immediately is like, oh, I feel bad about that. Um I kind of like some of this. Uh, there is there is one item you find that is just a very large jawbreaker. It's like half eaten in a sock drawer, and like that's wicked gross. Yeah, yeah, it's their everlasting jawbreaker that they will one day finish, and then you get the option after talking about it to lick it. Yep, and guess what I did. I mean, I hope you licked it. I licked it clean. Ah, you had to. Of course you did. <laughs> and then she walked over and she also licked it. And I'm like, you guys are going to get so sick. That is, yeah. Also, I you've got to be wearing just the stickiest socks. That's <laughs> yeah. gross. And Don't also, keep a jawbreaker in there. The furriest jawbreaker. Like, it's got to have all these kind of fuzzes on oh, it. Oh, God. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh, sticky socks. and ugh, God. Maybe she just never uses that sock drawer. Maybe, Maybe. That's her Maybe dedicated it's full of old socks. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is my jawbreaker cushioning drawer. <laughs> it keeps all the bad smell out and keeps the flavor in. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, that's fucking gross. So I like um, I also like this uh this this scene. Um I didn't get one thing. Maybe you can shed some light on it. It felt like a weird yeah. exchange. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're going through this room, there's a bunch of stuff she won't throw out. And then you get to this hoodie, and it's all, like, torn and ripped. And you're like, oh, this is your favorite hoodie. Like, why are you going to throw this away? And things get, like, really awkward. And she's like, because I just, I just don't want it anymore or something yeah, like that. that. I didn't that get that. That ties into one of the potential conversation options at the end of the game. Oh. Okay. And you, you, it is an optional conversation option, so you just may have not gotten it. Okay. What, what is it about? Uh, it's about why she was having trouble at Blackwell. Well, we'll talk about it. That's my little <laughs> jingle for Duncan figured a little thing out. Okay, um, good. That's interesting. Good. I'm glad there's a little time there that I missed. That's nice. Yeah. Um, we'll touch on it. I think the only other thing I have to say about this scene is that I think Life is Strange can be a very pretty game. I think they do a lot with colors and lighting and, like, shading effects. And I think that the character models should never dance and they should never air guitar. Because there's a scene <laughs> oh, yeah. when you say, oh, man, this show was so good. And then Chloe says, check sick. out my new dance moves. And, like, they look not great, but not terrible. Yeah. And then Max is like, check it out. I air guitar and it looks fucking bad i decided to not do that i decided to say no i don't have any new moves i'm good i'll pass i needed to see i needed to see what she would do and she does like a really weak air guitar but like she's strumming basically right next to where her hand is holding the other end of the guitar which makes no sense and it's very 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 terrible in the right sort of way and i loved it and it's bad okay so you're saying they should do it because it brought you entertainment 
Uh, only because it lasted like eight seconds and happened once. If it happened okay. all the time and it took itself <laughs> seriously, it would be bad. <laughs> Chloe, Chloe. Yeah, Max? Check out my air guitar again. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> you should just have an air guitar button. Um, <laughs> a dedicated button on the controller so you can air guitar that you can do during cutscenes when it's like really important. You can just start air guitaring when Kate's on the roof in episode two. <laughs> yeah, it's a DLC ability. Um, so oh, here's the thing: is on in this scene in particular, I feel like a, a recurring theme for me while I was playing this episode is I felt like I was being slightly manipulated, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I feel like in what way? In the in the kind of like way that you would manipulate someone in a piece of media with nostalgia. Like it felt like. In a lot of different things later on, specifically, it felt like, remember this? Remember when they talked about this thing or that thing mm-hmm. or the other thing or when that happened? This is it. This is the scene, you know, that where we're showing you the scene from when that happened. And I, it left me kind of feeling like a little, um, a little differently about the, you know, this little scene as a whole. I get it's very, it feels very like if you couldn't get enough. We get it. Yeah. Like this is this is it. This is all totally. we can. This is all we can milk out for you. But in mm. that way, it also kind of like it, it rubs me the wrong way in that direction. And this is, I think, pretty much the only scene where I didn't really feel like that. Um, yeah. So I I give it props for that. But other than that, it was yeah. pretty average. You want to carry us I mean, to the next yeah, area? Yeah. yeah. Unless you got uh, more just to piggyback- say. Just piggybacking off of that, like I, I definitely do feel that this episode in air quotes was very much like hey we've got some fan service if you want to give us an extra eight bucks and like that because of that and because it was bonus content and because it's like not you know it's canon but not like canon um it didn't really bother me so much that i was like being so obviously manipulated uh, and also part of it felt like they just wanted to find, and again, this is something that I had thought about and I don't have like sources on, I didn't read anything about this, but it, it sort of felt like they just wanted to build another thing where they could have Max and Chloe interact so they could get the original voice actors back because so many people were upset that they weren't the original voice actors in Before the Storm. So they're yeah. like, oh no, no, the strike's over. We've got something for you guys, which is, you know. Maybe it's a show of solidarity. I don't really know, uh, and I don't know if that's true or not, but that because of all of that, the manipulation didn't bother me too much, but it is that's pretty fair. fucking blatant. Yeah, especially towards the end, which we will get to. Yeah. But, uh, um, uh, yeah, carry us. Carry us away. So you leave that scene. You you walk out into the upstairs area. Chloe goes you, downstairs to You're find... looking for a medallion. Yes, that's where the uh, the treasure map says you need a medallion, and it's out in the backyard, and so you have to go get the medallion from the um, from the attic. So, you know, you walk around. It's Life is Strange. You walk around, you interact with a bunch of things. Max says some shit that's way too introspective for a 13-year-old because they didn't change the way they wrote for her. Yeah. Um, and you, uh, you know, you can get a little bit of information about chloe's mom and dad and the way that they're you know handling chloe being you know recently accepted to blackwell and you could tell that she had some sort of an incident that you don't get information on at this point uh, and you build yourself a little like very dangerous and unstable ladder up into the attic that's like yeah. super not osha compliant because <laughs> okay. it's just like a, a 
it's like for me at least it is a crate yep with a stepladder on top of that crate. still not too bad and then a pile of books on top of the stepladder. Not good. <laughs> Not that okay. one's bad. That one's bad. The first two are acceptable. The last one, pile of books, no. And I was looking on the ground for something because I couldn't find the yeah. books. And I was like, where is this third item? Like, I can't find it. <laughs> and I look up to a shelf and I'm like, it can't be something that sits on a shelf. That's impossible. Oh, man. Yeah, I had the same experience, and eventually you get, like, a voice line that explicitly says, maybe I can put some books on there. Uh, my immediate thought was, uh, no, you fucking can't, because <laughs> you're going to kill yourself, young lady. Um, but you do it, and you get up into the attic, no problem. And then you kind of walk through a little maze-type thing that's got kind of, like, a creepy atmosphere they try that and they're do going like a, they try, It's weird. They try to do, like, a Captain Spirit thing where it's, like... This attic yeah. always freaked me out, and then they play like actual like horror horror game or mm-hmm. movie music. Mm-hmm. It's really jarring, but uh, I kind of liked it. I, I did, think it but... sort of works. It's like fun, but not like over the top. Yeah, uh, but it, you know, you walk through. There's not much to say in the scene. You move around some furniture. You make some light comments on nothing particularly interesting, and then eventually you find <laughs> the medallion is like in the sunlight, hanging it's down. Awesome. <laughs> Like, very Indiana Jones, you just found the secret to unlock this ancient religious treasure. It's very good. I uh, feel like someone desperately wanted in Deck Nine to booby trap that. Like, make a booby trap. And I was really <laughs> disappointed when I pulled it away and it didn't, like, something stupid fell on me. I figured, like, yeah. a paper would fall on me and be like, you're cursed now or something like that, you know? <laughs> At least some books fall over or something. <laughs> some books fall on her head? Oh, my God. <laughs> Not on her head. You could, like, pull it down. Okay. All right. Whatever, man. Sorry. And then the last scene you get in the attic is you kind of watch Chloe. You see her outside, you know, on the swing set looking around, and you have the option to, like, you know, maybe take a picture of her. But you make some comments about how you should really tell her, and then she calls you out for being a creep. And it's no, wait, nice. wait. You said she was looking around? Chloe was. Okay, we got two different scenes. I'm pretty sure she was just, like, looking around. Cause she was, like, no. standing on the swing set, I thought. No, see, mine was different somehow. I think... Maybe I was wrong. What was yours? Mine was she was dressed up as a pirate, and she was, like, yeah. stabbing the air and being, like, yar, and, like... She, she was, was just fighting the air. She, that's all she was doing in mind. Maybe she was doing. She was definitely dressed up like a pirate. I thought she was at this point already standing on the swing set with the telescope I think, out. I think that's after this, like, after yeah. you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's I, fair. I thought this one... I had to think back. I had to think about back to me being 13. And, like, I definitely, definitely pretended to be anime characters when I was younger. Or, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. Ben mm-hmm. 10. You know, that legacy. <laughs> Like, Benjamin I think, 11, I remember. Benjamin 11, right. And I think at this age, I don't know if, like, I, I guess she's just trying to have fun. But, like, it felt it felt weird that she was doing that at the time. Like, you have one scene where it's like, wasn't that, a, a like, a sick concert where it feels like they're closer to, like, you know, 15, 16. And then they're, like, dress up pretending but to live out the old days. But, like... Not in a teen way. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird, like, having her... It was, like, right on the cusp. 13, I think, was right on the cusp of when I would stop doing that. But I still would have, like, pretended to be a pirate if I thought no one was looking. I, I just wouldn't have dressed up like a pirate. Like, I mean, you can't yeah. tell me today you don't walk around every now and again and just, like, 
you know, jump or do a cool movement or oh, like pretend yeah. you have a sword or something. Yeah, but if no one's looking, right? And so, uh, like, well, I wouldn't you know, risk we... being outside. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a big it's risk. Fenced in backyard. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, sorry to to interrupt there, but uh, no, yeah. you're good. Yeah. So. so that that is kind of the end of the attic scene, and then you you go down and join her in the backyard. And Duncan, you wanna, wanna popcorn donkey? Popcorn donkey. Yeah. Uh, so she's looking out on the seas. Yar. Uh, <laughs> she says something like, uh, you had to like ask permission to go get on and do her pirate ship or something like that. Oh, she has a boy. shitty pirate like yars pun. I don't know what it was. Uh, it's all very good. Yeah. So you, you talk pirate for a little bit and, and then uh, she's got the telescope, but she doesn't know how to attach the medallion to the telescope. So you help her tape the medallion to the telescope. And this is a kind of a cool puzzle. Um, An advance for eight-year-olds if they were if they were 13, <laughs> but I like it. Uh, so the medallion has, like, sharpied on, uh, like, some cannons and, like... Yeah. And we should say the medallion is basically just the bottom of a glass bottle that they cut off. True, like it's, true. It's nothing special. Yes, very much so. And um, they you have to stand on top of the playground, the little mini playground, and then aim the uh, the ben- or, oh my God, what is that thing called? Telescope. Thank you. See, it's not a telescope is oh, the thing. Oh, I said oh, that yeah. earlier and it was wrong. Uh, it's like a you know spy the glass. one the- spyglass. Yeah, sure, that sounds closer, at yeah, least. Yeah, it's, it's something like that. So they attach them down to the spyglass, and then you have to align the illustration with, like, the windows of the neighbor's house and, like, the skyline or the fence or something like that. And uh, once it's aligned, there is a red X to tell you what to uh, where to dig. And this is 100% my favorite scene. Is mm. <laughs> And it's so silly. It's, it's like... There's a red X and she's standing and she's looking at you. She's like excited. She's like, all right, where do I go? And you're like, uh, you go to the right cause, or to the left or something like that. And I yeah. w- forgot that her left would be different mm-hmm. than my right. Mm-hmm. And then she went over to the other way and you're like, no, your other right. And she's like, yours or mine. It's like, it's one of those snafus, but it's, it's voice acted so well. And it's like really charming of this just like confusion of not understanding stage left or right or your right or your left that like kind of just like sold me on the fun of this scene yeah it it brought me out of um feeling like we were driving towards everything being nostalgic and like being Mm -hmm. like okay we gotta i gotta tell my friend that i'm leaving or look at all this stuff um, yeah, it's a good bit of writing, and it, it, it worked. It worked very well. Uh, so you dig up in the X spot, which is just like, I just thought, all I could think about is like Hank Hill and just how upset he'd be. Because it's just like a really nice lawn, and they just dig right into that shit. Uh, mostly because it's painted I actually, grass. I have, I have a note here that says that that's got to be the world's softest dirt. Because yeah. <laughs> like it's it's grassed over, and she just pulls out a shovel and just like no effort, just smashes it all the way down and gets a full shovel full of dirt. And like, nah, I remember being thirteen. You had to like <laughs> fucking jump on that shovel a bunch yeah. to get like a little bit of dirt in there. Like, whew. she's got a uh, well razor sharp shovel. Uh, I, you know what? That is interesting too, because while you're in the attic, Max states that she has like 
good thing she has some kind of super strength so she can move these bits of furniture. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe they had a different power uh, when they were kids. Maybe they had super strength. Maybe, maybe. Those are heavy bits of furniture, too. That's where she moves some really heavy stuff that I don't think I can move right now. <laughs> you know? And I'm strong. Ugh. I know we don't do You're pictures. You're very strong. But I'm huge. And I'm Imagine jacked. Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime <laughs> minus like 4%. He wishes. He fucking wishes. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, you dig. And then intrigue. This isn't what we buried. What? It is some sort of uh, black cylindrical object. And you open it up. And this actually might be my favorite scene. This, this one's pretty cool too. Is uh, you open it up and there's a tape recorder in here and it, or a tape in there and you pop it into the tape recorder and what's what's his character's name the the dad's pirate's name fuck uh, red something let's make something up red red eyes Ben <laughs> Stein red, red eyes <laughs> red eyes the pirate and his parrot Visine <laughs> so red eyes red eyes which is your dad. Comes up and he goes, Arr. and he plays pirate with you, and he basically, in his own dad way, says that, like, hey, I took your time capsule, I buried, or I dug it up, I put it in this much, much safer container so it doesn't wear away from rain and wind and all that, which, mm-hmm. hey, can we take a quick science corner? <laughs> if it's deep underground, <laughs> yeah, how does it get affected by wind? I get the rain bit. Am I wrong you know, on that? No, you're you're right. Maybe he doesn't say wind. I he definitely remember. says wind. I definitely okay. remember him saying wind. Also, I will say that he's like, we got to be careful because otherwise it would have get ruined. But they put it in like a metal lunchbox. It probably would have been fucking fine. Yeah. I still, I still appreciate that. You know, they have a lot of papers in there. I don't know. I think like moisture would seep into the papers. I think like the other maybe, stuff maybe. would be fine. But anyways, so. Very caring, very loving. They, uh, they're they like, oh, that's cute, but also, <laughs> dad's lame, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he does also, it's important to say, because I think this was good with good character work also, that on top of saying, like, oh, oh, yeah, he did this, he also mentions that he did it, and he wants them to know how proud he is of them, mm-hmm. and that, like, they're both great. Um, it's just very, like, sappy Chloe's dad stuff. Yeah. Um, because the in perfect, every scene that he in, he has person. to be perfect. Yes, he must be per- I hate that so much. If I if I can criticize one thing, it's that like I get they can't like make him an asshole or it doesn't make it an emotional thing, but like God, why does he have to be so absolutely one hundred percent perfect? He's very perfect. Um I don't know. Bloody Bill is his character's name, by the way. Ah so we were we were pretty close. <laughs> Bloody eyed um, Bill. <laughs> Gross. I, I I agree that he's maybe overly perfect, but we get so little of his character that like even it, I don't know. Like I feel like in the before the storm you could have explored a little bit of that, especially with like I would have loved maybe to see like something between um what's Chloe's mom's name? Uh whatever, Chloe's mom and Chloe about like glorifying her dad. Joyce. Like, Joyce. Joyce and like you know what I mean? Like it's just I don't know. Glorifying yeah. the dad sounds like a bad thing, but like I don't know. I feel like I don't know. It's a, it's it's a sensitive topic, but also he has to be one hundred percent perfect. Yeah, and maybe there's a bit or piece I'm forgetting about in the original one. Like maybe he lost his temper or something in one of the 
notes that you find in the past. I don't remember, Maybe. but he does seem pretty much always perfect. But you know what? Honestly, fuck it. I'm fine with it. This, like... Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It, it was more Everyone of who's gonna compliment. die in Life is Strange is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... But. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. I mean, sure. I'm lying, admittedly, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, so, anything else... So I guess all I should say was in the time capsule. So it's just like a bunch of sappy time capsule stuff. Like, you know, what are we going to be in five years or predictions? And that's mm-hmm. kind of fun. But I think I was kind of like, I felt like I I could have just read a fan fiction and been fine. <laughs> like, I feel like I didn't, I don't know. It just didn't feel like something that felt very necessary, but was a couple nice touches of, uh, a little bit of character bits and lore here. Um, yeah. I mean, they got, like, a squid in there and, then like, a squid toy. And that was kind of fun. I, it wasn't I don't know. fun. I feel like... Was it fun, though? Because they just said, ah, yes, it. our squid friend. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> what more are you going to say about it? It's a fucking squid toy that you want I don't know. Like, a, a fun story about the squid toy? <sighs> yeah, that's fair. Um, but I feel like as far as the actual... You know, notes that they wrote to each other and, like, the questions that they had on it. I feel like that is the type of shit that you do see buried in time capsules a lot when people are, like, eight. I don't know. That's fair. I feel like that's pretty common. I just don't really, like... I guess I just don't really care anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I just, like, I'm just kind of done with this. You know? Like, I'm like, I don't want to read any more about Chloe and Max. I get that they're very good friends. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, maybe it's just my, like... And my desire to move on from them uh, starting to get a little bit more apparent. Uh, so maybe you um, you uh, open up time capsule and then Chloe finds a sketch uh, like a scratch off thing where you scratch it off and I can't remember what those are called. Do you remember? I I don't either, but it's one of those things where like it's all black and as you scratch it off, it's like multicolored, so yeah. you can make cool multicolored pictures. And those things are actually very dope, and I was pretty happy to see one of those make an appearance. They fucking rule. And uh, she's like, "Hey, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna draw this. Like you, you do something else. <laughs> you just watch me." <laughs> that that was a little weird. <laughs> That's a little strange. And I guess this is something I want to talk about before people are like, stop talking about the story. It's getting really boring. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, do you? How do you feel about pre-angst Chloe character? Like, what what are your feelings on it? Because she's very very different. Max is not very different. She's practically the exact Max same person. Max is exactly the same person. But there Chloe is no difference. Is different. Yeah. How do you and feel I about think, that? How do you feel about her character? I I kind of like it. I sure. think that they do a they do an all right job of kind of explaining the differences. I think they maybe go a little too far in the other direction. Yeah. Um I think they did this pretty well in like before the storm actually when she was like kind of halfway between the two versions of herself. Um but I feel like they were maybe a little bit like, Oh, she's so good at science, she's great at school, she would never do this it's like a little bit too much to try yeah. and like emphasize things. Yeah. She's got the periodic table as a poster on her desk. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I mean, it's, they mention in the original Life is Strange that she used to be good at science, but it's definitely like they, they rail pretty hard in the other direction. Sure. Um, and I don't, I don't dislike it, but it also was not a thing that I thought was like 
masterfully done. Yeah. I didn't fully buy the transition, but I don't know. again, we're playing a fan fiction, so it makes sense that they would emphasize that if <laughs> yeah. they only have an hour to give it for us. So yeah, that's that's totally fair. Uh, popcorn but Alex, popcorn Alex, popcorn me. Yep. So this is kind of the last bit here, which is maybe the meatiest chunk. So you you walk around and you look at various things throughout the living room. Um, most of them are pretty inconsequential, so I'm Ooh. not actually going to talk about Ooh, them. One, one of them, though. Sorry to interrupt. No, go one for it. One of them, she looks at a video game console, and she says, maybe this is the year Chloe gets into MMOs with me when I leave. And I went, oh, yeah. Alex, <laughs> bl- er, Alex, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I see you as Max, Alex. Max Hell plays yeah, dude. World of it. Warcraft. That's the fan fiction that's... I want to play. That's just an hour of you sitting at like your desk, making occasional dialogue choices to like the rest of your clan, and fucking doing a hard raid, and Max's life is just in shambles around her because she hasn't stood up in 18 hours. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go on. That was it. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Um, so the only two things of consequence here, I think, were you can go over to the answering machine which is where you get this other conversation where uh, you can play a message that Chloe hasn't listened to that is alluded to on Joyce's computer, basically just saying that, you know, uh, somebody from Blackwell calling to say that they want to talk about what the incident with Chloe, um, and then she runs over and you can press her for details because she's trying to get you to, you know, not look into it. Um, She's trying to delete it because she doesn't want her parents to know, but obviously they already know. Uh, But apparently she got into not a fight, but she, in science class, turned up one of the other kids' Bunsen burners a little bit, which I'm assuming, like, singed their hair and face, and is also very dangerous, and please don't play with fire in science class. That's not smart. Um, But she did that because the other kid was, like, picking on her for wearing beaten-up clothes and being poor, and she said that they were calling her scholarship kid, which doesn't strike me as an insult particularly. Yeah, kind of kind of seems like a compliment, especially given the current state of rich people buying their kids way into oh college, God. which we just found out about. Yeah. So, well, like here's the thing is like it's strange to me. I think Deck 9 and um and also um don't not don't not have a inaccurate inaccurate view of what being like poor looks like i guess like i feel like with their house and like the things that they have in it it doesn't ever feel like chloe is actually that impoverished like it looks like she's actually just it looks like she's middle to upper middle class and like yeah their parents are struggling with bills like you don't have to be poor to struggle with bills like it Mm -hmm. happens um but like it just it never feels like when they're like oh, like, she got picked on because she's the scholarship kid or, like, you mm-hmm. know, or this or that. It never feels like that when you actually look at her or any of the things she has or her house. Like, it never feels like that. Yeah, and I think maybe the idea they were going for was not that she's poor, but just that, like, Blackwell is this elite school for the super rich. But that is not the impression I got when we walked through Blackwell Definitely for two not. full games. Because they were just like a lot of other kids who looked like they were middle class. So this one, I thought the actual conversation between Max and Chloe was fine. But I didn't think that 
yeah, it, it didn't really track to me why that whole argument happened. And I think you're right. I think they they try to tell you that Chloe is lower class and that she her parents are really struggling without actually like showing any of that for the yeah. most part. And she so. does have binders upstairs that are like donation of the Prescott Foundation. It's like if you're printing like that you have donated someone a binder, go fuck yourself. Like it's a binder, dog. Like I know, I I know. Like I'm not trying. Uh, I don't know. It's a binder. I think it's also a backpack. To be fair, okay, but a there's definitely a, a binder one. Also, backpack. Yeah. Hey, look at my back. This is a scholarship ride. Someone, <laughs> someone gave me this backpack, and this is the person yeah. I gotta wear it like a brand deal. Also, I have never in my entire school career walked in with an empty three-ring binder and been like, Ooh, can't wait to make use of this bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Gonna put all sorts of papers in here for inspection later. Yeah. No. Definitely not. But anyway, after that short conversation, which, again, that's the tie into the sweater, um, you confront Chloe and you talk to her. It, it, earlier in the game, I think, I don't actually know because I didn't choose this option, you have the... Um, option to tell Chloe that you are planning on leaving in a yeah. couple of days. I don't know how that conversation plays out because I didn't do it the first time, but yeah. you are presented with another opportunity to do that here and just kind of admit, oh, you know, I'm sorry, I should have told you earlier. Um, to which Chloe, not to anyone's surprise, says that she knew about it the whole time. Um, I say not to anyone's surprise because the entire episode and the way that she interacts is very much like, hey, it's pretty obvious that she knows what's going on. Yeah. Otherwise, this is really poorly written. But it's a I bunch of think they last do. day stuff, you know? Yeah, and she gets, like, really sentimental about a lot of stuff. And it, it, that all, I think, works. I think the idea of the narrative being told from two different perspectives, like with the player kind of having the information that Chloe knows, but Max not having that information, I think, worked. I think they did a pretty good job of conveying that. Sure. Um, and I actually really like that sort of narrative. Um, but, you know... Basically, she says, oh, you know, our parents talk, which, yeah, of course they do. Um, you guys have been best friends for apparently literally the dawn of time. Um, and then is when it starts to get a little, I don't, it goes really far in a direction here for the fan service type stuff. Because they, you know, they're standing up and talking and Chloe's saying stuff about how, like, oh, my dad should have been back by now. You're going to stay for dinner, right? Well, you know, talk about all this and do all that. Um, and then as she's doing that, Chloe's mom comes home um, with a police officer. And we're, you know, led to believe that this is the scene where, you know, the mom tells Chloe, hey, you know, your dad died in a car accident. And then we get like a very short scene of that with music overlaying and, you know, flash forward to a funeral where it's Chloe's mom and Chloe and Max. And then flash forward to a... You know, Chloe coming home to a tape recorder in the middle, or flash forward to Max driving away because her family's moving to Seattle. And then we get Chloe in her room with a tape recorder where Max has left her one of two different pre-recorded messages based on decisions you made throughout the game. And then Chloe kind of curls up into the fetal position and cries, and we get end credits there. Yeah. So this whole thing... Not, you know, whether or not it was successful, notwithstanding, it felt weird to tack on the end of a game that was, like, all fan service feel good. I don't know if you got that, but when it started happening, I was like, hold on. This is... Yeah. 
I didn't think they would actually get into this, though, because this is the bonus episode about how they're good friends. I'm it's so sick. out of place. I'm so sick of Chloe's dad dying. <laughs> like, it's every... <laughs> okay, no, but I'm sick of talking and hearing about it. Like, it's just... It's a... T- it is a dramatic point in Chloe's life, yes. But it is a tiring topic for Chloe's character. And it's like, her character is based around that trauma. And I feel like mm-hmm. if the, her that trauma isn't in any of the episodes, she isn't Chloe. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it felt when I saw that. And I'm like, of course, we have to tie this in. Like, we have to. It can't be anything that's assumed or, like, you know, drawn upon that this will happen soon. It's just, like, it must uh, must be that. And, like, it didn't – I thought it was really – it felt slightly inappropriate at the time where I'm just, like, this just – this was the height of me feeling, like, you are just – you're really just trying to get my goat on this one. You're really just trying to get me to – feel as much about this story as I can feel in this hour and you are willing to pull out all of the stops all of the story beats about her life to make this a thing and I felt yeah. a little bit I don't want to say insulted by it but I'm like you know what I don't like this I don't like this one bit and you know what the maybe the the scene where the mom comes in and you know it's it's very sad that's one thing but the other thing is the one thing that really got me is that they're at the funeral, right? And Max is there too, and they're like, you know, mm-hmm. they're they uh and then Max has to go, but she has to go in the middle of the funeral and they have the boxes in the car for her moving at the yeah, funeral. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, fuck yeah, that. Yeah. You don't do that. No one would ever do that. It's like God, we're driving to our new house. We're driving. So we have the ability to really leave whenever we want. And maybe they have a moving truck or a pod. But can it wait till the end of the funeral? Like, God. This, this. With all the boxes? Are you kidding me? I definitely agree with you there. This, This whole ending sequence really just kind of. Again, I don't take it as canon, but it does it does no favors for Max's character. <laughs> no. Just being like, hey, I don't know. Sucks that we buried your dad 45 seconds ago. See you never. And then leaves and like we know that they don't stay in contact. It's like this is this is a lot to buy. And I think this I I wrote this down. I again I liked Before the Storm. I understand what you're saying about, you know, Chloe's dad dying being like overdone uh, and it being like too central to a character i think they did it pretty well in episode one or not episode one in like the actual season one where it was like hey this is touched on at a few crucial moments but there's a lot of time where this is not like referenced in any way shape or form this is just like the crux of a character Um, and i think before the storm did it pretty well with using it every now and again but the main focus was on the relationship between um chloe and rachel so i think it it was Maybe a little heavy-handed in the actual Before the Storm, but not too much so. And this is definitely a bridge too far. But I think my main problem with this is Deck Nine, just they don't know how to leave things unsaid. Like, I would have been so much more okay with this if it had, like, ended 
on the scene of the mom opening the door with the police officer behind him and yeah. like Chloe running toward it and then fade to black. That would have been okay with me. But like the funeral scene was just like, okay, we already fucking had one of these. And like then the ending scene where Max like leaves her a tape, like, okay, I don't need this either because this does none of this does anything for me you can leave something to the imagination i don't need to see all of this yeah. it's just you like you said it it's manipulative they are trying to tug your heartstrings and again you know it it's a bonus episode it's meant to be fan servicey it's meant to just go for like cheap shots and nostalgia i get that but it it could have been much better that way like i don't think the episode needed any of that at all i think it could have just ended in a nice way with the two of them saying goodbye to each other because also we are led at no point in the normal series to believe that max was there the day that her dad died yeah like i I, in my head it happened after she left so when she came back she's like oh fuck like oh my mm. god or like you know in the middle of it she probably heard it from family and it's like I don't know what to say or what to do kind of thing. Like, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? And that's like, I believe that, but I don't believe that you leave for Seattle and you go, well, never talking to that bitch again. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Like, this is <laughs> the most fucked up shit ever. Yeah. Like, Hey, the most traumatic point ever in your best friend, like above and beyond everybody else. And you just decide never to even like call her. Yeah. I know it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. And I will say like there are parts of it that it it is cheap heartstring playing to make you feel bad. And like I I genuinely think that first scene when her mom walks in, like it was successful for me sure. because it's like evocative enough of like similar experiences I've had in my life to make me feel something and it it works because it doesn't overstay its welcome, but the second it goes past that it's like okay, deck 9, like yeah. Stop. Just stop. And just also, stop. they just had to make sure that it's like, hey, Chloe's really having the worst day of her life. This is her pivotal moment. You're leaving and her dad dies. Like, it feels like, it almost just feels a little bit like trauma porn, you know what I mean? Where it's just like, over the top, and it just, I don't know, it, it it's just too, I was happy to be in the space where they're just having this good day, but I, I won't overstay the, like, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, the point that we're trying to make here, so... Yeah. So that was uh, that was farewell. Like you said, I don't want to harp too much on that ending anymore. Um, changing gears a little bit because I have just a little bit more to say about this. Sure. Um, how do you feel? And I'm I'm just genuinely curious about this as a larger concept. How do you feel about this style of narrative that Deck Nine went with all of their games, where you, like you kind of knew exactly how it was going to end, like this, not even necessarily a prequel because that's obviously what these were, but like the idea of narratives where you are given the ending before the story is told. And I, I ask this largely because I just finished reading a um, the book for uh, like a family book club I'm a part of, and it was a essentially a documentary book where they begun by like saying, "Hey." This person that we're going to be following that terrorizes the town, this is the moment that he was killed. This is how it happens. And then it spends, like, 300 pages getting back to that point. And, like, 
I sure. personally found it wildly interesting because it's like, hey, every time that like he does something shitty, you're like, oh, how's he going to get away with this? I know he gets away with this. And that's a style of storytelling that I have come to appreciate much, much more the older I've gotten and the more I've interacted with it. And like that's to some extent um, what this was and to a very large extent what Before the Storm was where you're like, hey, I know like – there may be twists and turns along the way, but I know exactly how this episode ends. I know what happens for sure. six months after this moment. Um, I, I, I don't know how that struck you, especially in a choice-based game narrative type thing. Yeah. Um, I, I For first off, I don't consider this one choice-based that much. I mean, it kind of is. I mean, is. hey, hey, hey. You I, don't have to tell her that you're moving to Seattle, apparently, because I'm looking at the wiki page right now, and there's a different message for if you never told Chloe that you were leaving, which that's... That's okay, up. that's I'm, a choice some people made. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry about your dad. Oh, did I not tell you? Oh, yeah, <laughs> we're going to see it. I just figured she'd bring it up and just be like, hey, I know, by the way. Yeah, apparently not. Interesting. Well, I guess it's more choice-based than that. Um, anyways, to, to redirect back to the point is I do actually like when they tell you the end because the journey is way, way, way more interesting than the end for most time, uh, like how you get there. Um, and the problem though that I have is if you also know the journey, then it's no good. <laughs> like if I know the journey and the end, it's just not going to be that good of a story. Cause you don't have that intrigue where it's like, how does he or she get away with this? Or how does this conversation play out? It's like, if, if you gave me one of the voice lines of Chloe or Max, I could maybe like, guess with about a 50 to 60 percent accuracy what that next line is going to be or like what the tone of it will be uh you know mm -hmm. the less specific we get the more i can you know probably be accurate but it's just like yeah if i know everything about the story then i don't don't really enjoy it as much but i do i'm perfectly fine and i enjoy stories that are able to reveal the end to you and be like, now let's figure out how we got to this insane point. Um, I yeah. think it's a tactic that works pretty well most of the time, but you always have those, uh, you always have outliers. But for this specifically, it's not, I'm sure that's not what they were going for, but also mm -hmm. I don't think that um, <clears throat> style works for this either. So Totally, totally. And I, I mean, again, I, I asked that question because I was mostly interested in it, and I think, I think before the storm as a whole episodes one through three did really good playing around in yeah. that space. Again, this one kind of not so because, much. Yeah. Because it's like the whole thing about that one for me, at least was like, who is Rachel Amber? Like, who is that? Yeah. Who is that girl? It's just like, and this one, I knew who everyone was and I knew their fate and I knew what they were going to do. So it's kind of like, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I will say, you know, the ending caught me ever so slightly off guard. Cause I was like, this is not the same day though. Right. Cause Max is gone for a long time, but yeah, I, I I tend to agree with your assessment of everything there. Cool, agree um, away. I, I agree as dog. hard as I could. Ah, uh, you did perfect. Oh, uh, you agreed with me. Ah, uh, all right, continue. Okay, don't <laughs> love that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I had a couple other questions, but honestly, most of them were pretty. We covered most of them because I wanted to talk a little bit about why they made this. And I, I think I said at the top, I got a question. I, I honestly kind of believe it's just to get the voice actors back. But yeah, what, what's your question? I have a question. And we what's may that? just have to cut this one out if we don't, if you don't like it. But like, okay. What do you think gets 
I get it. We're not, we're not there yet with two. We're not there yet. We're only on episode two. You know, we're not to the full story yet. But, like, what do you think makes everyone so, so, so into these characters versus the possibility of them being into Sean and uh, Daniel? Like, what do you think? What do you think it is? Like, do you think there is anything? Like, what? I've been perplexed I, about that. Yeah, I, I've put some thought into it because you've mentioned it before off mic. Um, yeah. And I think that there are. So I think you you mentioned obviously it's only episode two, so we're very early on comparatively. I think most of the, um, I don't know most of the buying into the relationship that I did between Max and Chloe happened in like episode three and four when they had a lot more interactions. So I think that's part of it. I would also say another part of it that I hadn't really considered until recently is I think there's just such a difference in how easy it is to connect not to the characters themselves but to the situations they're in right because the situation for max is literally going back to your hometown and interacting with people in like a fish out of water scenario in high school and the situation for chloe is literally like living in a home where you've had you know traumatic incident and you don't like understand your parents and they don't understand you and it's all framed in like you know to some extent, you know, it's all suburban America. It's all very, you know, safe. It's all experiences that are much, much more common to people than, you know, you had a horrific incident involving the death of someone very close to you, and now you're on the run. Like, sure. that you can't relate to that situation, so I think it makes it harder to relate to those characters. Yeah. Um, well, and there, also, are, there are people who probably can relate to that situation, but we cannot. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm talking in terms of okay. general public. It is much less likely that you will be able to relate to, yeah. to that situation than this situation. And, and I think there are probably people who relate much more to um, Sean and Daniel, especially the relationship between, like, older and younger sibling i think they capture relatively well so i think people can latch onto that but i think it's just it's so much less relatable in a lot of ways again not the characters but just the the environments they go through the situations they go through i think it has potential to be a really really interesting story but i think that people tend to to latch onto things like that in their entirety when things are completed as opposed to piece by piece Mm -hmm. if you're you know, just saying, oh, I remember being in high school. I remember going over to my friend's place. I remember feeling uncomfortable around the teacher. Yeah. Um, I I agree with you on some points, mainly the relatability of characters. And I think that when it comes to, like, being into uh, certain pieces of media and their characters, it's a lot more based on what the character is like versus the actual mm-hmm. story. I think that um, I think that Chloe and Max are very. Um, I'm just trying to not use the word relatable again, <laughs> but I guess that's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. And like, I think that's what drives people to like. I don't want to say obsess, but sometimes obsess over the. I game. mean, some people definitely obsess over the game, and like, that's fine. You do you. I'm not trying to, you know make you feel bad about it or anything like that. It's just like, I don't think that people are into the second one because they just can't relate to those characters. I think that's really fascinating to be like, okay, to tell a story and to have people be like really jonesing on this, we have to have a more relatable character. 
And I might be wrong. I might be wrong. But that's just kind of been my, like, open theory of just being, like, I feel like people are just too related to the characters. And that drives their enjoyment of the story and games. Yeah. I mean, I think you can also, um, the consistent setting in Season 1 versus Season 2 allows itself to have a more frequent cast of characters outside of the main ones so you can be like oh he you know oh there's warren oh there's her mom but you know season two is focusing just on two characters so you have less to cling on to there and then also i think you know for me personally because i i do feel more strongly about the characters in season one i got a lot of that's just because we've had you know four hours maybe three hours of season two and it's been five months so like yeah it's just i lose a lot of that pretty quickly but yeah all right that was all know. i had okay well i think that's gonna be it because this game only took us about an hour and i think we are <laughs> at about an hour of recording time yeah. so uh real quick i wanted to give a shout out because i looked at some podcast statistics today so i want to give a shout out to our listeners from germany australia and the uk hey. all of whom are uh greater than our number of listeners from canada which i thought was pretty interesting uh, oh, yeah. And Canada and Lithuania have very similar listener accounts as well. So also kind of interesting. Yeah. Hey, what up, other countries? <laughs> you like my culture? <laughs> well, send me no your culture. People are send me your culture anywhere. so I can partake. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Duncan, do you want to hit us with the social medias? Sure thing. Um, Twitter is thought at thoughts from p1 facebook you search in that little top search bar right above all your friends ignore those friends <laughs> forget about those fools look for us and like us uh, i really like the idea of you explaining our social media as if you're telling your grandma how to use a computer <laughs> like okay so facebook first you open google chrome go to the oh. top bar type in facebook Dot com. I don't have Google Not Chrome. Uh, Internet Explorer. Okay. Search. <laughs> We're going to need to get you all set up. D- all right. Download Google Chrome. Do you know what Reddit is, Grandma? Do you know what Reddit is? Do you know what Insta is? Because we're going to have an Insta, Grandma. We're going to have an Insta. Okay? Okay. I'm sorry. Did you just say we're going to have an Insta, Grandma? Oh, my oh. fucking God. Oh. Oh. Okay. Um. <laughs> So what else? Ugh. Email, email, email. If you want us to play particular games or if you want us to answer questions, if you just want us to talk about or, or answer any Life is Strange questions, we'll do it on the next Life is Strange 2. Uh, we'll even talk about the first one there because fucking why not? Uh, Fuck it. Email Fuck us it. Uh, at thoughtsfromplayer1 at gmail.com. And uh, hang on it. And review us on iTunes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, iTunes. You Okay, so... This one's a little bit more tough. So you got to Google is, okay. iTunes download. <laughs> okay. Honestly, though, if I'm being serious, it would probably take me 15 minutes to figure out how to, like, log in, do my <laughs> iTunes account, and, like, yeah. rate a podcast on there. Got That's it. why I haven't done it for our own podcast yet. Yeah. We're also on – if you're listening to us on an inconvenient thing, we're also on Spotify and iTunes and – Stitcher. Everywhere that you get your podcasts. Dude, that's copyright. Stitcher. That's copyright of like 800 podcasts. Okay, it's not a copyright if people say the phrase. <laughs> Copyrighted. TM, TM. They've TM'd it. <laughs> oh no, we're getting taken down. Ah. Okay. Uh, uh, oh my god. 
I think that's Holy it. Holy shit. I think that's it. Dude, are those? Have you been growing those chili peppers? <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Yes, these are my very special chili peppers. Before I let you take a look closer oh, at oh. these chili peppers, I wanted to let the folks at home know that our next game will be Hypnospace Outlaw. Oh, yes. Um, is that, that's the name, right? Hypnospace yes. Outlaw? Yes. Okay. Hypnospace Outlaw. From the Outlaw creator of next. Dropsy. From the creator of Dropsy, a game that Duncan loved and I thought was pretty good until the last 20 minutes. Oh, fuck uh, off. All right. <laughs> Sorry. So we will be checking that out. Feel Ooh. free to send in questions or comments or anything about that to the aforementioned social media. And Duncan, have you seen these great peppers? Oh, they're so, so spicy. Can I have a. Can you can you drop yeah, those here, in the pot? Let me let me let me pick a few fresh. You know the pepper picking noise. Yeah, I'll drop a few in the pot right here for you. Alex, I need help. What? What was the phrase at the end? That's all the. All the ooh, that's ooh, ooh that's hold on. Ooh, mama. Ooh. <laughs> I say ooh, mama. This, nope, nope. You say something about this chili pot getting hot. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh. That's me stirring the chili up. That's hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. <laughs> sort of spoon you're using. <laughs> Slotted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh baby, this chili is getting spicy. Oh, 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 you want me to do a German take? Because we got so many German listeners. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs>